0: Welcome to the Strand Baptist Church Podcast. New episodes will be made available every weekday during the 21-day lockdown here in South Africa. For more information, please visit our website at www.strandbaptist.org.za. Well, welcome to our Friday podcast. Each Friday, we will try to answer a question submitted by one of our listeners. Today's question is all about the fear of the Lord. And to help me answer the question, I've invited Matthew DeManzi, pastoral intern at Strand Baptist Church, to join us. Welcome, Matthew, and thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah, it's a pleasure. It's good to be with you and uh, to speak to the members at Strand Baptist Church. Can't see your faces, but I miss each and every one of you.
0: Yeah, no, we definitely do. Uh, Here is the question. Let's dive in. Um, could you do a podcast on the fear of the Lord? Because I think it is something many of us are a bit confused about. Matthew, help us out. What is the fear of the Lord?
1: Well, the fear of the Lord, even in, in, in posing that question, I can kind of hear um, many screaming in terror, believers ought not to fear God. God is love. How can you even suggest something like that? So <laughs> um, passages like 1 John chapter 4, verse 18 spring, spring to mind. It says, uh, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Now, of course, that is true. Uh, Believers ought not to live in a cowarding fear of the judgment of God, for we who know God, or we would rather have been known by God, uh, have no reason to fear. Uh, There is no condemnation for us. All of our sins have been dealt with by the Lord Jesus Christ. This is true. Uh, This is glorious, and this is something that we should rejoice in. However, uh, not all fear is has to do with judgment. I think this is something we need to, to capture. Um, there is also a God-honoring, Christ-exalting fear. Uh, Jeremy Treat uh, says that the fear of the Lord is a radical God-centeredness that affects everything that we do. Um, And I think Hebrews chapter 12 is quite helpful here. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 to verse 29, it says, Since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. This is the fear of the Lord, and do you see how the definition actually fits in? God's very being affects the way in which we ought to worship. His very essence demands that we act in an appropriate fashion. Mm-hmm. the The fear of the Lord also assumes that we are not dealing with someone who is just like us, someone who is like us, except he's bigger, he's better, he's smarter and stronger than us, a a kind of superman who is just different in degree. Uh, The fear of the Lord understands that we are dealing with someone who is a different type of being altogether. We are approaching and dealing with a thrice holy God. When I was in high school, I was a, a bit of a troubled uh, kid and I would often get in trouble at school. Um, and I remember my dad would speak to me and say, listen, um, respect your, 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 um, your teachers. Uh, and then he would often say, they aren't your friends. So the way that you speak to them and treat them needs to be um, grounded in that reality. They are not your friends. Mm. And I, I think there is a way that um, human beings, We can speak to one another. There's a way in which we can relate to one another as we all share in this common humanity. However, when we speak to God, who is the creator, there is a difference. And uh, yes, it's it's true. Uh, Jesus has made us friends, John chapter 15. Uh, But Jesus is is unlike any other friend that you've ever had. Uh, You don't pray to your friends, right? Yeah. You, you don't sing songs honoring your friends. You don't bow down to your friends. Um, I hope Jesus not. has never seen <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Jesus is the Holy One. He's God in the flesh. He's, he is your Lord. He's your Savior. Savior. He's your King. And, and He's your, your God. So it's right that we fear Him. And this fear of the Lord is seen as a good thing. And it's integral to the Christian life. A few passages from Proverbs. Uh, famously Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and fools despise wisdom and instruction here we see that this fear is the fear of a godly person it's the fear of the wise man and this fear leads us in the way of wisdom it is only the fool that does not fear God Proverbs chapter 28 verse 14 says, blessed is the one who fears the Lord always, but whoever hardens his heart will fall into calamity. So this fear of the Lord here is contrasted with a hard-hearted fool headed for disaster. So the fear of the Lord is not something to be shunned, but it's something that we should desire and pursue in the christian life and like jeremy said the fear of the lord is a radical god-centeredness that affects everything that we do i think that's a helpful definition
0: so help help us out what's the difference between fear and respect in relation to the lord
1: well i do think there there, there is a bit of overlap although there's also a um, major difference uh, for example If you look throughout the Bible um, and you you maybe take uh, just a searching option, if you've got a Bible app or anything like that, and you just type the word in uh, respect, you'll often see, uh, you'll see a few things. You'll see, for example, that we are called to respect uh, the elderly, Lamentations 5, we are called to respect our leaders in the Lord. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we we see that servants are called to respect their masters. That's 1 Peter chapter 2. However, um, not however, but you see that respect here is to be shown to other human beings. We see the elderly. We see our leaders in the Lord. We see masters. And all of these creatures are just that. They are creatures. They are human beings. Mm -hmm. And, And yet we are never called to fear other human beings. Now fear, this holy fear, is language reserved for God and God alone.
0: I so see.
1: The difference is rooted in the nature of man and in the, the nature of God. Smart people would say this is a, a, a difference rooted in, in ontology. It's an ontological difference. We fear God and we respect man.
0: So seeing that the fear of the Lord is so important, how do we cultivate a godly fear of the Lord.
1: Okay, um, a few things. I think uh, first and foremost, something that we assume um, and and yet often we neglect is to pray. Um, Pray that God would increase in us a holy fear. Um, We must recognize that we are helpless without God. And and one of the great laws of God's kingdom is that principle found in Matthew chapter seven, ask and it will be given to you. And we can pray this this prayer with great confidence, um, knowing it's according to God's will. And we can even pray with a humble expectation uh, that God would answer uh, this kind of prayer. So we should pray. Um, And secondly, I think we should feed our souls on the greatness of God. Feeding our souls on the greatness of God. And by that, I mean we should go and delve into passages that are full of the majesty of God, that we would look in in passages like Isaiah chapter 6, for example, which tells us all about the holiness of God, or or passages like Isaiah chapter 40, which tells us about the, the fact that God is incomprehensible, that the very essence or nature or being of God, man can never exhaust. Or oh, Philippians chapter two, which tells us of this immeasurable humility, this astounding humility of God in Jesus Christ, who has humbled himself. I think when it's when we we speak about uh, the fear of the Lord, the reason why many of us approach God in a in a lackluster way is because we don't know God for uh, how He has revealed himself in his word we we don't have a sense of his majesty or his holiness, so I think going into those passages and just Meditating upon God's very being is a big, big thing. And then thirdly, um, meditating on God's ever abiding eternal presence. If you forget God Hmm. um, and your mind is consumed with everything but God, you, you would be unable to fear him if your if your mind is consumed with your daily activities for the day, or your mind is consumed with a with a president's latest announcement, or if your mind is consumed with a sport that you can't watch anymore, or your latest series that you're watching, um, you would you would be unable to fear God. Um, I think of David in Psalm one hundred and thirty nine, where he, he he recalls God's ever abiding presence when he says where shall i go from your spirit uh, you're there if i go to the heavens you're there if i go to Sheol, you're there if, if i go to the uttermost parts of the sea there you are so that kind of meditation on god's very presence as well so those three things
0: oh great thank you very much matthew so just in summary would you mind just repeating those three things for our listeners
1: yeah absolutely so how do we call to cultivate a godly fear number one pray Pray that God will increase a godly fear in your heart. Um, Number two, feed your soul on the greatness of God. And there are many passages that you can find uh, about God's attributes. And number three, meditate on God's ever abiding eternal presence also.
0: Well, Matthew, thank you very much. That has certainly been uh, helpful and edifying for me and I trust it will be for others. And may the Lord also bless and keep you and your family in the fear of the Lord, even as we go through troubling times. And may the fear of the Lord drive out every other fear uh, we may have. Amen. God bless to you. And thanks again for joining us. You're very
1: welcome. All the best. Take care.
0: God bless.